and welcome back to the Never Made Varsity podcast. I am Aaron. I was told that I can say I'm being forced into this, so I am being <laughs> forced into are. this. Because you never do the intro, you bum. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm kind of awkward about the intro. <laughs> well, now you're making it awkward. We'll say well, hello yeah. to the folks. Hello to the folks. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's Christ. You can find me on Twitter at Aaron P. Friedman. And now I am a sports genius after this past week. My name's Colby. <laughs> and you can find me on Twitter at Colby Complains, all in a word. Gotta go fast this week. <laughs> yeah, I know. We're in a rush. Uh, my name's David. You can find me on Twitter at D underscore underscore O. Hello. It's your boy Maverick. Once again, you can find me on social media at Heartbreak 2 underscores kid. All righty. What a weekend. Well, week, I guess. Half a week? Half week. Since the last time we recorded. Sports are good and life is awesome. <laughs> Remember, just like, just I just want to take a second to flashback to when we were talking about this three game and five day stretch, and we were like, man, if we can come out of this thing two and one, we, that would be prime. <laughs> what about around two weeks ago when you said we were maybe going to be an eight seed? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Old, take exposed. Old takes exposed. <laughs> Pessimistic Dave. Listen. We were we were we were spiraling, man. <laughs> but we put it. We've we've been pulling it together lately. So, but yeah, um, we've corrected. We have we have righted the ship, the proverbial ship, and like almost permanently. So when you beat the team, in my opinion, down eight miles down the road, I feel like that automatically just corrects it. You may not go as far as you want, but you've corrected the ship for the entire season. Well, because you know before the se- before the season even started, you know. All the talk from from quote I'm doing air quotes Tar Heel fans was oh y'all y'all recruited a bunch of scrubs like this team can't hang with Duke they're unstoppable they're the freaking monsters like and uh, that's actually a very good NC State accent I like that <laughs> <laughs> yeah so nobody thought we could hang with Duke and then uh, you know Luke May happened Kenny Williams happened Cam Johnson happened Joe Barry has always been happening. And then Theo Pinson happened. And they were like, nah, I don't think I'm going to listen to y'all. All right, so let's just jump into it. Mm-hmm. Oh, let's jump into it. All right, oh. so the Heels defeated the Duke Blue Devils, 82-78. to <sighs> Yes. It was, that was a fun game. That, by far, I think it's, I mean, not even being slave to the moment. That was my favorite UNC game I've ever watched in the Dean Dome. That's up there with Maryland. That's, I think that passes Maryland for number one for me. For a long time. I mean, other than last year's Duke game, because naturally those just are on a whole nother level because this rivalry is truly the greatest rivalry in sports, in my opinion. Uh, in all of sport. In all of sports. Yes. Uh, sport. The Louisville Singular. game our freshman year was probably my first, my favorite. until That was also point. a good one. But no, the crowd... Like that's the best. That I've is ever the seen loudest. Student I think section. I've, that's the loudest. No one ever it. let up on that game. No, and it made it such a fun environment to it be was a part of. Hostile in there. Oh yeah. <laughs> Sometimes a little too hostile. I think even for my taste, a tiny bit. Yeah. Um, I remember because like when I was sitting down, like I was going to bed, like getting ready for the next day, and my ears were As still. One does when they go to bed. <laughs> yeah, no, but I, my ears, <laughs> but like my ears were still ringing, like when I was laying down. I was like, wow, it was really that loud, <laughs> that loud in there. It was. It was. When we first got to the game, I was in a heck of a mood because... Is that a bad mood or a good mood? Bad mood. Oh, okay. Because Lainey and I walk into the Smith Center and a supervisor stops us and says, you can't have full body paint in here. Yeah, that was a crisis. And I says, excuse me, this is our... <laughs> Manyth year of having body paint. And she was like, you can damage the seats. And I'm like, number one, it's the band section. Number two, the seats are plastic. Number three, the seats are like 40 years old. Uh, My thing is like, no one else sits there. Yeah, that's why I don't understand why it's an issue. Like, does anyone even sit there during winter commencement? Not that I've seen. So, so it's only an issue for us. 
and we don't care. And it was it was not communicated with anybody. No, well, not even f- because Mr. it's Fuchs. never been a problem. No, because they've never said this before. Never communicated. So. And I know that was stressing a lot of people out. Yeah. And but we Once eventually we uh, eventually worked it out. Yeah. There was plenty more to stress about in the company. And there was plenty more to stress about. But I was just shook that it was, as I said, our manyth year of painting up for the Duke game. Nothing. If I was, I didn't do full body paint. Like I was, I saw a, like a jersey on. But if I would have walked in full body paint and they were trying to tell me I couldn't go in, like I would have had to throw hands with somebody yeah. until I got it. <laughs> but no, I had two big worries. Uh, one, it was just a complete reversal. They were us of old, and we were them of old. We were hitting all of our threes. Well considering our three-point shooting reputation, and their bigs were dominating down low. Yeah. And that was my big one in the first half. Uh, Wendell Carter and Marvin Bagley were just dominant. They are eating. To put yeah. it lightly. Against good defense. Yes. Yeah. But when I you mean, put, I Luke's mean, undersized, and uh, Garrison and Sterling just don't have... Well, not even that. When you got Theo on Marvin Bagley, yeah. and he did a great job of fronting him in the post. But mm-hmm. like at some point, like you're going to have a couple times where they're just going to throw it over the top, and he's just going to grab it and dunk yeah. it. Yeah. And so the dunks were just getting old real quick and then in the second half well not only that sorry just to go off of that they were also out rebounding us in the first half oh no like they, they were demolishing us on the board they had like the a 10-3 rebounding yeah. edge in the first couple minutes and it was like oh boy here we go like my second comes in the second half because it happens in every single carolina duke game i've ever watched duke goes on this in this case a timeout to timeout run where carolina is just non-existent and then they go on a run and so I was making some of the trumpet players upset because I was pointing it out. They're like, just chill. It's good. <laughs> like, we're going to be fine. And we did end up being yeah. fine, but it doesn't stop the fact that it just happens every it time. Happens and so, every like, time. as someone old as I am and watching so many Carolina basketball games, so old. I see it when it happens, and I'm just like, I know what could happen right here, and we mm-hmm. need to stop this. I walked into this game within, like, an unnatural amount of calm. Like, I, I was walked in. I walked in, and I was not nervous. Like, I was like, like let's do this. Like it wasn't like a, I wasn't anxious. I wasn't nervous. I was like, let's go be Duke. Mm-hmm. I walked in and all week I legitimately thought we were going to win. Like there was no doubt in my mind the whole week. I mean I believed it. Even when we were down twelve, I was like, if we can get this this lead, if we if we can cut this lead down to five before the half, then I feel good about us winning. Twelve was that, the largest deficit that we've had this year that we've come back from. Yep. That whole first half had me. The first ten minutes of the game. Had me very worried though because Duke got out to that early twelve point lead mm-hmm. and we were refusing to expose the mismatches. Yes, there were a couple times where Sterling would be on Grayson Allen and, and then, or like Joel was being guarded by like, like Mark not Marquise Bolden or like Wendell Carter. Wendell Carter, Wendell Carter where yeah. he could easily blow by him and just wouldn't take it. And a couple times and he did the one take it. Ta- yeah. And then the one time he really did, like it was obvious that they were playing an ISO. And he was being guarded by Marquise Bolden. He blew by him, and then Bolden blocked it. And yeah. I was like, "Figures." I still yeah. don't think we ISO enough. I don't either. But that's a different conversation I, for a different I, day. I feel like if we have NBA caliber players, we should be able. to I think ISO. Theo could take anybody in this country off the dribble. I think so too. <laughs> I honestly think so. But let's give Aaron his credit. He he made some keys, and I think they all. Were I very nailed that take. I was three for three on our keys to victory. Do you, if you want to remind our listeners what your three so, keys were. Three keys to victory. Number one, get Duke in foul trouble. They were very much in they foul trouble. They were very much in foul yeah. trouble. And their guards. Yeah. Gary Trent Jr. was the big one. I think he was the biggest one, I think. Yeah. Trayvon Duval, kind of. Duval. Duval. Trayvon <laughs> Duval. <laughs> kind of. But most, I think Gary Trent Jr. was the biggest uh, one that was in foul trouble. Absolutely. Like I think that, more so than having their bigs in foul trouble because they still have like five they still need somebody to facilitate it to the bigs. Yeah, and so I, that I think that ultimately goes to the last play with Grayson not fouling when Kenny stole the ball and handed it to Joel because that he would have fouled out. And mm-hmm. if they were even trying to go to overtime, they wouldn't have lasted if he got, if he fouled out. And so I think that's why they were thinking that. But I'll take that free dunk from Theo Pinson. Mm-hmm. Ooh, Hold on, we'll, let's, let's, let's let's finish we'll this. To that. Right. We'll get to the other one in a second. Let's finish this. Key number two: Duke shoots poorly from behind the arc. They shot thirty six percent, which isn't horrible. It's not but horrible, it's not horrible. It? but for Duke, yeah, that's not good. Teams against us, it's good. Grayson shot two of eight from three, and that's key number three. Grayson Allen needs to play poorly. He had what 
nine, eight, nine, nine points. Nine, nine points. points. And eight of those points were before the first media timeout. Yep. That was the biggest thing. Because everything goes... Ev- the buck stops with him with that team because he's their only senior leader. And if he's not feeling it, it's hard for them to get around it. And really, he's kind of acting as their de facto point guard because Trayvon, Trayvon Duval, <laughs> Duval is not really... like He's not... A point guard like he's or at least the very least he's not a good point guard he's a good basketball player but he's not a good point guard he's also a um he went over three from three yeah which he, he's not a very good three-point shooter anyway but i was never worried when he shot <laughs> to say the least yeah now for some ungodly reason alex o'connell hit a, a couple big ones yeah he was three of he shot 60 percent from behind the line i think he's the heir to the duke Hate. Oh yeah, because he's a he's a four year one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's definitely yeah. a four year one. <laughs> he's gonna stick around though, and I'm gonna hate that kid. I can as tell. good as Marvin Bagley is, even if he stayed for four years, I don't think I could hate him unless he did something to deserve to be hated. Just because he's so good that I have There's, to appreciate. Honestly, he hasn't done anything to stir the pot or to no. Wendell Carter. Feathers. He was like Wendell Carter had the thing where he was like, "We should go undefeated this year." And yeah. I was like, "Oh, well, you just seem unlikable now." <laughs> Marvin Bagley seems like a he seems hey, like, a like pretty nice honestly. Guy. This is a flaming hot take, but I think that if Bagley stayed all four years, he would legitimately be the best college player of all time. And barring I, injuries, barring injuries, obviously, like I'm just impressed every time I see him play. Kid's a monster. Your next Dallas Mavericks big man. I he he's a monster. I don't know what else to say. He can hit threes. He he's a great defender. These post moves are you would dirty. have you would literally have a point guard from NC State and a power forward slash center from and, Duke and HB and HB <laughs> from UNC and we also have Seth Curry at the moment. So we just have the triangle all the triangle community team is, is all on the Mavericks. <laughs> run the triangle offense. I don't know so. <laughs> Hey, but they're on the Mavs now at that point, so all yeah. bets are off. Grayson Allen was, other than the the start of the game, he was pretty much a non-factor. Um, had seven assists, but that's expected when you're just throwing it into the post for your big guys to just eat off the board. Somebody who had a good game that I did not expect was Marquise Bolden. Yeah. Like, he was four for what, four for four? I mean, From the field, yeah. I'm yeah, sorry, that four kid four. was a laughing stock last year yeah. compared to this year. He's He's definitely developed. That man was Barney. Like, he was chubby, boy. Like, he could not move at all. But he looked good. I mean, props to him. I mean, when you're playing a kid that's three inches shorter than you, hopefully you have at least some basketball IQ and skills to get over him. And he did. He beat Luke. And then on our side, Kenny Williams, man. Kenny Williams. I think first half Kenny has died. But second half Kenny. Is alive. Well, two half Kenny is yeah. alive and well. Yes, six for twelve from the three point line. I don't know how he got lost so many times on defense. Not Me sorry, neither. I didn't know how he got lost from like by Duke on yeah. while we were on offense. Because Duke isn't very good on defense. But even though, like after he hit his third three, you, I feel like they should be like, okay, this guy is like maybe we obviously put somebody on him. doing something. But like all of his threes were virtually open. Yeah, virtually, virtually open. So, and then um. I was really impressed with Garrison Brooks. His defense, like, really helped. That, and his rebounding. Obviously the best defensive half, I think, we put on in that second half. Between chapter and now, Duke has dropped a spot in adjusted defense in Ken Palm. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Without playing. Wow. <laughs> That's amazing. But, yeah, I, I feel like he, I just distinctly remember Garrison Brooks, Garrison Brooks having a couple key rebounds that, yeah. like, he really fought for. And I really – like, I – was impressed from that standpoint. And Sterling Manley, Sterling Manley hit all four of his free throws, which was huge. I think, you know, Luke's side, Luke, you could tell, I think he was frustrated at the beginning, but he definitely got on a roll. Yeah. And what he wasn't able to accomplish in Duke game, he very much made up for in the state game. And yeah. But before we get to that, I do want to mention Cam Johnson because he was yes, also huge for us. Too. 13 rebounds. Yeah. More, than, more than his 18 points, 13 rebounds. For a guy who's not a rebounder, yeah, very good on him. One. Good on him. I feel like I feel like the adjustment. Like I don't know if y'all could tell this, but like the adjustment we made for rebounding is that we stopped trying to straight up go for the ball. We started tipping it out, like or tipping yeah. it to guards. Like if they had position, they knew that they couldn't 
outjump some of these like I Wendell was Carter say, and Marvin with Bagley. Duke, uh, with a team as big as Duke, just trying to straight up go straight up go up for a rebound it's is a recipe for disaster, which showed in the beginning of the game. But once we started tipping it out to our guards, they still got a few of the 50-50 balls, but it's a 50-50 yeah. ball instead of a 75-25 ball. And they exactly. and it, it gave them a chance to run out and transition, which Duke's yeah. transition defense was awful. <laughs> so hey, Also, hey. I think that... <laughs> hey, Maddie. I think that we need to mention that we only had two turnovers the whole game. That was huge. That ties a program record, doesn't yeah. it? I think it was like Fairview, like in the 90s is the Something last time. like that. If we take know. that much care of the ball... Well, we like, didn't. even if we're not shooting well, <laughs> we didn't, but it's okay. Even if we're not shooting that well, like if a team only turns it over twice, that's a hard team to beat. Yeah. Also, Joel Berry, even though he had a rough shooting night, hit hit the big free throws at the end of the game, did everything he needed to do, didn't turn the ball over. I saw on the broadcast, they said he's a 90% free throw shooter. Mm-hmm. He does not see. seem like he's that good of a free throw shooter. He goes to the line a lot. He does yeah. go to the line a lot. It just like it was kind of. I think that's why like he goes to the line so often that you see him miss a lot. And so I'm like, oh, he's like a seventy percent free throw shooter, but he's really good at free throws. Well, also at the end of last year's like during last year's tournament, he was <laughs> abysmal from the line. Like I don't know if you yeah. remember like when his ankles were gone, like he like his free throw shooting went out the window. And it's so like to generate that power from your yeah, legs when you don't have a exactly. Base. So it was it was really hard for him. Like he shot like a really like sixty percent or something from the free throw line during the NCAA tournament. Yeah, especially those big free throws against Oregon. Yeah, exactly. So, um, but no, he's a traditionally he's been a really good free throw shooter. Now we can talk about the well. I <laughs> one other thing to mention. I think that the team coming out with their proverbial hair on fire in the second half was huge in oh, us no taking doubt. the win over Duke because I think that shows se- that we have the senior leadership to pump up the team. We just played desperate. And like, Duke... I feel like the team knew we needed this win. Yeah. Like, more than just being Duke, like, that we needed this win in general on mm-hmm. this date. And I don't know what... Coach, we just wanted it more than Duke. I don't know what Coach said at halftime, but it worked. Like, it worked. Because, you know, we went on a 6-0 run during the second half, and then we do call the timeout, Coach K called a timeout, and then we went past that timeout on like a 7-0 run or something, or an 8-0 run or something. Yeah, we turned being down three at halftime. Four. Down four at halftime to being what? Up, up eight, ten, like or so ten. eight or ten. Like, we got to ten at one point. Yeah. That was a heck of a run. We needed that. Yeah. And especially when you're playing at a place that was as loud as the Smith Center. It's hard to get momentum back after a run like that because we did not give up the lead after that. I don't run. think so. No, we almost did. There were only Cam, four lead changes the Cam, whole game. Cam Johnson hit that big three to give us yeah. some cushion to go up six. Also, shout out to Theo, who said he would punch Kenny if he hesitated. <laughs> Kenny missed his first not just three. Punch Kenny, call timeout to and, punch Kenny. <laughs> <laughs> Kenny missed his first three and did not get scared. Yeah, because that first three was like wide, like maybe too open, like yeah. wide open, like J.R. Smith missing a wide open three, wide open. Yeah, um, he has a green light for me. He's shown me enough that he has a green light whenever, no matter what kind of slump he's in. Especially after the state game, too. No yeah. matter what, the next one's going in in my mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so Theo, so Theo. First off, before we even talk about anything related to offense, this man carried this team on defense like Mm -hmm. he was tasked with guarding their best player and did a phenomenal job in my opinion that was 100 effort for giving up like five to six inches on 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 marvin bagley like that's all effort right there held him to 15 points Mm -hmm. that's that's impressive seven to 13 shooting yep and he only had like eight or nine boards right something like that wendell carter also only had like three Theo's been playing so well recently. I feel like there's some team that's got to take a fly on him, him. Hope that they can fix his broken shot because he he is unbelievable at everything except shooting the ball. Mm -hmm. If you can make him into a good shooter, he's going to be like a smaller Draymond. He's Draymond Light. (laughs) (laughs) He's Draymond Light, but a worse shooter and a better person. He's Chubbs like Draymond. (laughs) Draymond is a very good person off the basketball court. But on the court, he is a significantly better person than Draymond. Um, 
What else? What else did the dunk. Theo do? The dunk. Well, there's two. The dunks. My new phone oh. background. The missed the dunk. If he would have connected on that dunk, because that also would have been the dagger too. Oh, that would have been. It would have yeah. been a dagger. And so if he would have hit a, da- that's like when LeBron missed the dunk on Draymond in the 2016 finals. Like that was the equivalent for me, except he just didn't get fouled. Yeah. If Theo hit that dunk, there would be a Marvin Bagley sized hole. In the floor of the Dean Dome forever. Yeah. And he could have hit it, too. He just lost it. Yeah, like, yeah. he had it. And then the exact same down. thing happened yesterday against State. I didn't get to watch a minute of the State game, so yeah, y'all are going to have to. The exact same dunk. He yeah. Yeah. had the exact same thing happen. Really? The, like, it went out of bounds? Yeah. Actually. Wow. Um, but no, but that, that one that he hit, that's my new phone I'll take background. Because that's one of the iconic... That's going to go on the video board. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there were a lot of moments during the game that if we lost would have gone down as top Duke moments oh, the, in the, the history Duval of the rivalry. Dunk. That the oh, Duval dunk. I think the, that's still going to A couple down. of the Bagley dunks. Yeah. The missed the missed Theo dunk if we had lost would have haunted me for 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 life. It would have been mm-hmm. like in 05 when we lost the first game at Duke because of Lawson uh, oh. had a turnover, right? Yeah, something yeah. like that. Speaking of turnovers, I feel like that Kenny Williams steal to end the game was very NCAA tournament esque. Yeah, and one of Grayson's last ever plays in the Dean Dome was he a turnover. He does not play well here. No, he doesn't, because he knows he can't misbehave. <laughs> so, and then they had the lovely chant that the student section started for him. Yeah, I just want to preface that anyone that's listening that's not in the band, like nobody in the band was doing this chant. Like nobody, for, this is not a band sponsored chant. We, know, chant. Better. we yeah. know better than that. There were students behind the band that were cheering like that. We know better than that. Uh, I'm sure. I'm surprised Roy didn't. I'm sure he said something to Grayson or, or Coach K or both. Apparently, he didn't hear it. He didn't hear it. There's no way that he you didn't can, hear it because if you, you were listening to the broadcast, yeah, you could it hear loud. it. And you, I don't think that. Like, I think we knew what it was because we were looking for it. But even if you didn't know what it was, it was you loud. could hear it was painfully loud, painfully mm, Grayson, loud. and you could yeah. fill, in could the, fill in the mm, blanks. Mm, yeah, I I watched the. Um, it was quack you, Grayson. I watched the <laughs> broadcast on Friday, at least the end of it, mm-hmm. and maybe because I knew what I was listening for, but it was audible, very, <laughs> very much so. You could tell there was a hostile chant aimed at Grayson. Yes, I don't know what prompted that either. Like nothing. It was they, when he um he dived he, into Sterling's arms and f- and yeah he oh, flailed okay. his head. Yeah. I guess I was I don't know I blacked out for small portions of that game, <laughs> so I don't know maybe I had missed that. <laughs> I felt like the last like minute and a half of the game took twelve seconds. No, the the moment that Theo missed this dunk and then the moment that he, he hit, hit the dunk, I bla- like I I had to watch the the tape again because I blacked then out. And when he hit the three. dunk until the end of the game, like. That was that crazy. all went by so quickly because I was expecting them to foul and they didn't. No. Anything else before we move on? Does I any, think that. Sorry, go ahead. No, you go. Oh well, I was just wondering. Like, I just think it was really stupid how they didn't foul. Like, even though it was a very slim chance, like I know that they didn't want to foul Barry, and I know Grayson didn't want to foul Barry because that would have been his fifth foul and he would have fouled out, and we would have given it to him. Yes. Yeah. But at some point, like. They just put themselves in a position to lose at that point. From a pure basketball standpoint, like you have to foul in that moment, and to give them a chance, not to give them, to That's give why us I a think chance. K didn't tell them to foul at the end because he already knew it was over. Uh, and once yeah. they missed that one, it's like there's no reason to try now. It's just, they're they're going to take this one. So uh, Franklin Street was fun. Oh, it was very fun. I jumped over a fire. Nice. I dig it. I went to Denny's, and <laughs> I was my paint was very very popular. It I was. was. I was just taking it all in. Like, I was just chilling. I didn't jump over anything, but I was like, chilling. man, it feels good to be back. You were chilling for those in who, Cedar Rapids. For those who don't chilling. know, uh, I did the same thing that I did last year for the Duke game. I painted myself blue and then painted the Avatar arrows on me. And some of the intoxicated people on Franklin Street were very big fans of it. Oh, yeah. Because Avatar is the best show I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. No exaggeration. And I believe... That Aaron can save the heels. Da, da, da. <laughs> okay. Uh, what, what book is this? Uh, book four. Basketball. Basketball. <laughs> okay. I think that if we play like we did against Duke every game. We can beat any team in the oh, team. Oh, yeah. We're a really good basketball team. 
Conversely, if we play but like we did, if we, we play like we did against State yesterday, we'll probably lose a couple more. We can beat some teams. Yeah, but we turned the ball over nineteen times. Okay, but let's we're just go ahead and talk about it. Yeah, yeah let's go. Moving ahead on. Okay, to so we, we won the UG game. Raleigh. We won. What was it? Ninety-six 92. to eighty-nine. Ninety-six, eighty-nine. Yeah, almost got biscuits on them, and we, our fans audibly cheered. Uh, we want biscuits at the end of the game, which was really fun. We played well, I thought, especially um, for the day after. The, the second, especially for two days after half. the Duke game. The second half was the best shooting half in this season. Seventy-eight percent. Well, I think that's the, the I think oh, it's the oh, best no, in ACC play in program history. Yeah, if not that, and I think. Didn't Luke hit the most field goal most attempts? Most field goals for a player in for the Royal Williams era. Yeah. Mm-hmm. With 15 made field goals. My boy, Luke. But I watched the highlights. I watched extended highlights. So we got to take better care of the ball. We do. We do. If you turn the ball over 19 times, it doesn't matter who it's against. You're setting yourself up to lose. It didn't look like... I don't think it was necessarily that... I mean, I well, here, take here, credit away from State. It was more that we were sloppy more than... Here's the, a, here, yes. here's they a just step. took offense. Like they, there was the... One where Theo imbounded the ball on the Joel, and he just was lazy about it, and he lobbed like he didn't oh, where move he it with it the purpose, yeah. Yeah. and he threw it right into the state player who picked it off. I always tell Adam because Adam and I always stand next to each other. If you haven't figured that out for basketball games, we are sometimes a little too casual taking the ball out, especially after made baskets. Well, and there was the line violation on Sterling. We actually we do that a lot. Just, well, everyone does. It. Everyone does it a lot. They just don't call it unless it's obvious. We do it more than other teams, though. I just feel like there. Are I've been many trying times, to talk for like five minutes. <laughs> there, just pull me and interject. There are many times where our team does not follow the Jeff, the Jeff Fuchs mantra: move with a purpose. <laughs> Inbound with a purpose. We inbound with the thought, with the with the idea of getting pushing the ball forward. Like we're trying to push the pace, push the ball forward, and then sometimes we get lost in trying to push it that we don't take don't take care of the ball. My other thing before I went on this five minute speaking drought was <laughs> TV timeout. TV yeah, timeout. <laughs> Theo Pinsett had five turnovers and Luke May had six, which is, and then Sterling had three. Which is like the bulk of our turnovers right there. Joel also had three, but Sterling played less minutes. So I exp- it's kind of a thing, like with turnovers, like with point guards. It's like, well, if you're trying to feed the ball into like, you're I can understand. I'm over. gonna, I'm like, yeah. just by the nature of being a point guard, like you're gonna turn the ball over a couple times. So I can forgive those. But it's like five from three zero and six from five three <laughs> zero. No, <laughs> five from Theo and six from Luke is is just a little bit uh, much. Does Al Freeman only hit threes against us? Apparently. Apparently. Like no one else see like he'll Apparently. never get, <laughs> He'll never get hot from three well, against anybody else. What was this I think between the the, the UNC Raleigh games he was, he was one, one for 12. 12. He won for 12 from three. This dude sized up three three oh in sized front of Kenny's face and he won in front of Kenny's face. It went from Kenny and drained it. He was two of three. I don't understand why it's only other, against us. like supernatural force. It's because it's a quote-unquote rivalry game for them. Our, th- our three-point defense was markedly better in this game than the first time we played State. They just still hit shots. Yeah. But they were... We were in their face. We weren't helping. We were helping on the weak side instead of the strong side, and the rotations were coming faster. They but just hit shots. They shot better than 50%, but they also didn't hit 15 threes. <laughs> so I'll yeah. take it. B-Rob hit some threes. Fine. Yeah. I was like, B-Rob played really well. Shooter B- I think he heard me when I said that at Outback. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I had Adrian Atkinson on Twitter just put this up. I didn't really realize. Is it is defensive efficiency better when it's higher or lower? Lower. So with B-Rob on the court, we have a 94.7 defensive efficiency rating. Uh, and when he's not in the court, it's a 111.4. 94.7 would put us... At fourteen, put us at fifteenth in the country. At, without him, it's a one hundred and eleven point four. Right now, because I, I believe that's like how many points per one hundred possessions yeah. you give up. Right. Right now, we're thirty fifth. So. You don't typically think of him as a great defender, but I feel like 
he is in the Theo mold, but he's yeah, where long, he's like, uh, he's an, he he's an, he's, he's an oversized tweener. He's long. Man. He has no weight, so he can literally just jump everywhere. Yeah. He's like a gazelle. Apparently, he's also very frustrated with the fact that he can't gain weight. <laughs> like, 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 he's on the eat everything diet. If he would have gotten that to go box from Outback, maybe he would have gained some weight. <laughs> B Rob calling you out right now. Remember your to go boxes. <laughs> We have no journalistic integrity, Colby. <laughs> you got to have the seafood diet. You see food and you eat it. I just realized we never mentioned seventh. Oh yeah, coming back. It was glad to have seventh back. He didn't hit his first shot in the Duke game, but like I thought he did all right. Well, he also had a really big strip on on either Grayson or Bolden, not Bolden. Um, when the other one, and we put him yeah. in for Joel when we made the offense defense switch at the end of the first half. Mm-hmm. I thought that was interesting because. Neither of them are amazing defenders. We and I feel like it's a bigger risk putting in seventh when he's just coming off of injury. Seventh's job is to let Joel rest <laughs> yeah. and not give up a lead or don't make the deficit bigger. If he does that, I am fine with whatever he does. I was okay with his first shot because it's like you're getting back. In, I'm not okay. I'm not yeah, okay like, with it. But I was like, okay, like he's I trying told, to. Feel it wasn't. His, it wasn't yeah. a bad shot at all. It just didn't fall. Like, he was making that earlier in the season when he was in. So I was like, I mean, whatever you need to do to get on track. He didn't seem scared. That's the most important thing. Yeah. Big thing, though, for this game is Luke. Luke just dominated him. <laughs> I'd never seen Luke get that heated. Did well, y'all see the story? Yeah, it was the report. Yeah, go for it, yeah. That uh, From, coming out of a timeout. Um, J. Adam Lucas yeah. on Twitter. Uh, coming article. out of, like, a timeout. Theo, and apparent, and while it's not confirmed, it's more it's believed that Luke heard... Uh, and overheard uh, players on the state bench saying, uh, you can guard Luke, he's not athletic. And so Theo thought to himself, like, they've messed with the wrong one. He said, I bet. (laughs) (laughs) And Luke went on an absolute tear. Twelve, I believe, made field goals in the second half, Uh, hit some monster threes, one from Chapel Hill, all yeah, that was a straight. He was that was over Omir. Your seven from the logo. That was nasty, and he he was hyped after that one too. I yes. saw that highlight. He was. Like, I was hyped after that <laughs> one. Uh, Jones Angel was like, "Holy smokes!" <laughs> when he made that one. That reminds me. Have y'all noticed that when Kenny Williams makes a three, and he celebrates it, or like he's getting into it, he only does things with his right hand. Like, he only throws up the three with his right hand, and he only pumps up the crowd with his right hand. Now that I think about it, I actually do notice. I, like, now that I'm thinking about it, yeah. What would your go-to three-point celebration be? I like For the, me, it's always the arrows. No, I like the, the, the pistols. The <laughs> put them in the holsters. I like the pushing down the floor. It's, for me, because it's my first two, it's either the mellow to the dome three or the shotgun. If I had time with it, I would do the JR where he, like, strums the guitar and then, like, waves his hands like that. (laughs) It's always arrows for me. Yeah, that's fair. Well, I feel like arrows don't make as much sense when you're on the floor in the game. If you're on the bench... Why are you getting back? Hit the three? Why are you getting back on defense? Go ahead and... The arrow makes sense. It makes sense. I don't see it. When I'm I'm off the court, then the arrow is definitely it because... Or the arrow or the pistols. When I'm on the court, it has to be pushed to the floor. Or the shot, the LeBron shot. I like the LeBron locking and loading. Yeah. <laughs> Even though he puts it back in his holster because it's a tech if you actually shoot. <laughs> That's funny. Wow, really? It is. <laughs> That's amazing. I didn't know that. Yeah. So it's a tech if he would have It's the same as like the throat slash. That's amazing. So you got it. Bow, bows and arrows are okay, but you got to put the put the gun back in the, put the gun in the holster. <laughs> wow, that's awesome. Anyway, put the gun down, Mister James. <laughs> we don't want any problems here. Um, we have you surrounded. <laughs> other teams at free agency. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> so. Um, Kenny Williams also had the. I noticed that he had the big three. Um, towards the. I don't know what what was the the was, score at the point that we point. were up two and it put us up five. Up two. Okay, so it's very much like the Cameron about minute Johnson. twenty left. Yeah. Okay. It was so similar to the Tennessee game, he had a very clutch. Shot. Also similar to the Cameron Johnson three yep. in the Duke game. Mm-hmm. Um, I did, wasn't as worried this game because it 
once we took the lead in the second half, it felt like we were just kind of keeping them at an arm's distance. Like every time they get kind of close, they kind of push them away and push them away till the end. Were y'all nervous after uh, Malika Boo hit that and one dunk? Uh, nice push off. Luke yeah, that was that no, that was no, I watched that was replay. full of crap. Yeah, he definitely pushed off. He extended the arm and everything. Like mm-hmm. that was straight up a push. But and even if you don't call the push off, it's Luke didn't touch him. Yeah, I didn't, I need to watch that one again then because I didn't see the. But whatever. We got that dub. He had a good game though. Yeah, that's the best I've good seen for him play his in a couple standards. Years. For, yeah. Good for his standards. Is he a senior? Yep. Good. God, please. Yeah. No, he has to be because he's been here since we've been here. Really? I yes, feel like he he's. Old. I feel like yeah. he's been old. I feel like he's been. In school since like World War Two, <laughs> like he's on that Perry Ellis vibe. But the non rivalry continues. Yes, and we we went we sold tickets. Did y'all see the meme of the girl that was holding up the two signs? But everyone keeps photoshopping the two signs. I don't know. Yeah. What, do you know what the signs originally said? One was Roy eats Tide Pods. Oh well, somebody uh, photoshopped her holding a bass fit like a bass, <laughs> <laughs> like holding it up. <laughs> also, in their promotional video for the game, they. Did a good five to ten second like shot on their second round in Sweet Sixteen banners they have in PNC. <laughs> somebody edited. Somebody edited that. Somebody said that it was like their their ACC their last ACC championship. Like there are two banners that they have in there that's hanging, and then the, there was a third one, and it was the the Snapchat filter from the the Duke game where it was like that Snapchat filter was funny. <laughs> where it's like no matter who wins this game. Both of y'all lost to NC State, and it was Kevin Keats, and it was like, "Wow, I always love coming into NC State, and it's story." You could always see it's storied history up, on the <laughs> and it was the two banners and the and that uh, Kevin Keats. Also, apparently, they put on the they have a screen in the uh, above midcourt, and they put to NBA Two K as Joel Berry's number one rival. <laughs> Stay classy. Stay. I, hey, I think that's, that's kind of I thought funny. that's funny. I take that's those funny. jokes over the scandal jokes. At least that one's original. That one's original and it's funny, but I just think that if coming from the university, I think that's a little bit cheap. But like, you would never see us do anything like that. Yeah. Um, I think different. that the epitome of our rivalry with them or lack thereof <laughs> is shown in that both of our games with them were on two o'clock at two o'clock. I just want to point out a stat to everybody. Um, they could sweep us for the next 38 years and still not be tied with us in the all time series. Just so you know, hey, UNC Raleigh, it's not a rivalry. Better luck next time, Pops. Just because we don't like you doesn't make it a rivalry. <laughs> Just because you're obnoxious. So we've gone 2-0 <laughs> and no so far in this five-day stretch. We got another, another one tomorrow against Notre Dame. Notre Dame. And Matt Farrell is back mm-hmm. and playing yeah. pretty well. Um, I think he was, I think he hit like six threes against, oh dear. against Florida State yesterday. Did they win? Yes. Okay. They also have Max One Pfluger, big. who's really good at shooting threes. Was he injured as well? Or I don't think he was. Because he, he played in our first game. Oh, okay. Friendly okay. reminder that Rex Pfluger is from Compton. Yeah. Um, <laughs> which is my favorite fact ever. That's amazing. I never would have been like, yeah, you're from Compton. <laughs> yeah, Matt Farrell shot six of ten from three. That could be tragic. But we've been playing well. We've won two out of the three so far. Tired legs is going to be our... Our downfall in this game, but I think we have a chance. We do have a chance. Also, I think uh, Monday atmosphere in the Dean Dome could be detrimental to us because if the Dean Dome's rocking, then that helps our team a lot. Mm -hmm. But if it's what could possibly be from a Monday night crowd. Mm -hmm. And I mean, these last two games have been emotionally draining, probably for the team, like, like very emotionally draining. Like you could tell. Like, there, there's tired legs and, like, emotional intensity. Like, if you use all that up on two games, like, that third one is going to be a little tough. But For sure, a chance for a letdown, but that's why we play the game. I mean, I'm proud of them for winning these last two games. So yeah. I'm, if you would have told me coming out of this, we would go 2-1-1 two and one on this stretch, Fantastic. I'd be very happy. So. Especially with one of them being Duke. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, we also play Louisville. When? On Saturday, so before. Okay, so we'll have a like almost a we week. We have five days off, four days off, four days yeah. off. Okay. Um, that one's at Louisville. It's going to be a tough game. Louisville's been playing very well recently, so we will see. Although they did just lose, didn't they? Did they? I'm pretty sure Louisville just lost to like. Uh, oh, who did they lose to? ESPN's being was it Florida State? Slow. No, they beat Pitt, beat Georgia Tech. They lost a series. 
Syracuse on Syracuse. last Monday. Syracuse. That okay. dang zone. But they've had two wins since then. Okay. Yeah. All right. So here's to a hopefully three and oh, uh, three and five stretch. Let's hope. So the committee released the top 16 seeds of the tournament. Um, I have them in front of me. Okay. I'm, I'm pulling it up right now. The East region. Um, I'm just going to go one through four on all of them. Villanova, Duke, Texas Tech, Ohio State. South region, Virginia, Cincinnati, Michigan State, Tennessee. West region, Purdue, Kansas, UNC, Arizona. In the Midwest, we got Xavier, Auburn, Clemson, and Oklahoma. So right now, UNC is sitting at a three seed in the West. I think Ohio State and Michigan State both kind of got shafted. I think, well, Michigan State's the number one team in the country, and there are three in there. Um, They're at number one this week. Okay, in the AP poll, right, yes. But they only have one, what, one top 50 win? And so they're, they're saying that most of these picks right now are based off of RPI, which would put Michigan State at a disadvantage. Yeah. Not to say that it, it's what is right. But also they can officially use Ken Palm this year in their rankings. I think they're low. I think they're lower than they need to be, but I don't they think they're they, sixth on Ken Palm. I think they're at least a two seed, but I don't think they're a one seed. Right now on RPI, they are 14th. So they're they're at 11 in this, uh, according to the committee, they're 11. So I didn't really see many glaring things with it, but uh, but some of the non-blue bloods, I just immediately look at it. Maybe it's my bias. Kansas like, sitting on the two lines. That one maybe, yes. That's egregious, because I think. Kansas has definitely got, they got the belt last night from Baylor. They and by 16 in points. my opinion, Cincinnati should not be a two. At all. They've played two ranked teams and they've lost to both of them. That's also my thing. Like, I see these non-blue bloods that are really high. And they are in, like... You can't sit here. Is the... They're in the American, right? Mm-hmm. Is that considered a major... A high major or a mid-major? It's not a power five, so I guess it would be a mid-major. Because it is, if it's a major, that is, like, by far the weakest major. It's a... I think it's the best mid-major by their classifications. That it's not a good conference. Just a, not just, in basketball, God. No. Just real quick, uh, Noah Peeps. So at Noah Peeps on Twitter, also known as Thunder Noah, uh, pointed out to me that Bill Walton said that UCLA, who is currently eight and five in the Pac-12, would be undefeated in any other conference. If you want to know, yikes! Uh, literally anything else about Bill Walton? <laughs> Pac-12 is the conference of champions. I, I hate it when he says that. Yeah. yeah. So, um, Victor Rebella at Sergeant Sparty once us, um, asked us, how do you feel about the committee's first look um, at the top 16? How do you feel about UNC's seed, uh, biggest snub, biggest overseeded? Or Kansas, I think, is the biggest over- overseeded. I would agree with that. Who, sorry, who would you say was overseeded? Kansas. Kansas. Yeah, Kansas is definitely overseeded. I don't think they're yeah. too seeded. But, hey, put them in our bracket. I, I'm not afraid of this Kansas oh, yeah. team. No. I think Tennessee deserves a higher seed currently. I think they should be in the top 10. Um, Mostly because it makes us look really good. But right now, Tennessee is balling. And I think Oklahoma doesn't deserve to be in this top 16. Yeah. I mean, they're right on the edge. I think, yeah, they're fringe. Like, you could put Tennessee where Oklahoma is. Clemson. I'd be perfectly fine with that. Yeah. I think Ohio State should be a three, not a four. Because they have been red hot recently the only loss that they've had in the big 10 was on a buzzer beater against penn state true and that includes beating both purdue and michigan state i can see that their strength of schedule isn't great but it's not as bad as some of these teams clemson at at nine as a um what are they three seed yes that's pretty good for i mean that's probably very exciting for them Mm -hmm. over there like not sarcastically (laughs) like legitimately they're sitting at 15th on kim palm sitting at fourth in RPI. Wow. Rhode Island is fifth in RPI. You can make the argument that Rhode Island's being being snubbed here. Yeah. Um, but they are 29th in Kempa. I think we're right where we need to be. Right at a nice three seed. I don't mind Los Angeles. Not at all. I don't mind LA either. <laughs> and Mr. Fuchs. Hey. Let's <laughs> take that plane. But right now we would be going to Dallas. I'm cool with Dallas. 
Yeah, that's Flying fine. in the American Airlines Center. How do y'all feel about uh, Virginia still being a one seed after? I think they're going to be a one seed. Well, I think they'll still be a one seed. How do you feel about I being mean, they, the number they, one overall seed still? They only have two losses, and Virginia Tech is not bad. They might be a tournament team if they finish the season strong. That was a rivalry game. Like It's their rivalry game, so they, they just lucked up, I think, and yeah. played really well against them. I still think they're the number one seed. I just like stirring the pot. I think they're the number one overall seed, too. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's our, fir- that's our first look at the top 16, should this tournament start today. Everybody is bad. Nobody is good. Nobody is good. Um, how would y'all feel if Tony Bennett got his NCAA championship, like at Virginia? Honestly, anyone other than Duke, it's, it's fine with me. Even I, Kansas or something? Do not yeah. want to watch that national championship game. I don't want to watch it, but any, honestly, anybody other than Duke winning a national championship. I don't want to see Clemson win one. They ain't going to win. I, I'm just saying I don't want to see them win it. It's purely based off of Brad Brownell doing the finger point at Roy last year. Yeah. Honestly, the blue blood is going to kick in. It's going to be a blue blood. but And then I just don't like Arizona, so maybe not Arizona. I also don't like Arizona. Is that a UNC thing? No, I just think this is just – I think it's just a <laughs> – Recruiting thing. I don't know. Because they've gotten a whole lot of east side recruits to come to Arizona. Like, everything about Arizona just to me, like, ugh, whatever. Like, it's Arizona. And, like, their, 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 Twitter, like, their Twitter ad is a player's program, and it just makes me roll my eyes every time I see it. And just like, ugh, come on. Gross. You literally paid people. Anything else? Um, college basketball before we move on? Um. Texas Tech, how do we feel about them? Go away. <laughs> Don't know. Yeah. Let's move. Yeah. Let's move on. Excuse me. <laughs> really? Nobody wants to answer that. We've been talking college basketball for like 40 minutes. I've so. also literally haven't seen a Texas Tech game yet. so That's okay. Yeah. Uh, cool. All right. Trade deadline was wild. Ooh. Dallas got Dougie McBuckets <laughs> and won the trade deadline. Nobody cares. <laughs> Uh, the Cavaliers play the Celtics tonight. Um, they we are, handed them the belt. Did they already play? Yeah, yeah, we won by like 27. What? Yeah. yeah. We beat them like 120 to 90 or 95 or something like that. Like Rodney We reestablished Hood. dominance over the East. Jordan Clarkson dropped like 19. Rodney Hood had like 15. We had five guys in double figures. I guess that little, that little icebreaker they had to do before. <laughs> yeah. before <laughs> Two truths and a lie. They played train wreck. <laughs> Give a little fun back before they go out there. I like the moves that the Cavs made. I think I Isaiah Thomas them. had to go. He was a cancer in the locker room. He was bad with us. He was hurting our already bad defense. Giving up Channing Fry is hard, but I mean, you got to give stuff up. But like, why? That just it kind of brings it back. Giving to up the, the pick. Ultimately, why did you trade? For yeah, him in the I first was about place? to say that just brings it back to why they traded for him in the first place. The hip injury was very well documented. Yeah. Well, His who else? Who else were you going to trade for? Well, or you don't just trade it. Don't yeah. trade it all. Well, they said that Kyrie was going to get surgery and sit out. Yeah, Kyrie has gone on record and said that he would not have played this year. Like he would have just like said he had an injury. And I still think it. they could have gotten a better a better deal out of it than it and. Shoot, go after Kimba. Jay Crowder, yeah. Even though I don't um, see Rich Cho making any big Clarkson ever, is so. solid. Larry Nance Jr., Cleveland boy. Larry Nance Sr. is a Cavs legend, and he gives LeBron someone to oop it to. And he's like, he's a decent backup power forward. I think he's going to be a valuable addition to the team because we're going to need depth. I still, I'm still not bought in on George Hill. George Hill is good, especially for what we gave up. You keep telling me, buddy. We gave up Derrick Rose, who is a bum. Who doesn't Jay like Crowder, basketball anymore. Yeah, Jay Crowder, who was not good for us. And Iman Shumpert, who the past two seasons has been a bum. And we got Rodney Hood and George Hill, two very solid guards. Uh, Can we run the tape on, like... All this stuff that you said, like when you traded for IT and stuff, I feel like this is like the same exact conversation that we had when you were like, "Oh my God, IT is going to be great for us. This was a great trade." Like, and then they're going to drop like five points total in the next game, and you're going to be like, (laughs) (laughs) "It is Sunday, February 11th." I will go on record as saying the Cavs are going to win the championship this year. Oh my God, you want to make a bet on it? (laughs) (laughs) Hey, you know what this Thursday is? 
What? It's the last rehearsal. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Where's I'll, that brown bag? I'll wear, I'll wear a paper bag. We Where? Might, we might see Fuchs tonight. We can ask him. We don't have to ask him. You're not doing anything in front of anybody. Literally, just wear the freaking bag. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. Like, I want to make sure that he's we okay. We in school by the time. We're going to be not students of this university by the time we know who the NBA champion also, is. Also, sidebar, Brandon Wheeler. <laughs> Put your microphone down. <laughs> Why are you I, like, holding? I like holding it up here. <laughs> We're real casual here at Never Made Varsity Podcast. <laughs> Anyways, shout out to Brandon Wheeler. He... Uh, DM'd me on Twitter last night and said, do you want a brown starter jacket? He found one at Rumors and thought of me. So wow. thank you. I am now the proud owner of a brown starter jacket. Wow. It's not in my possession yet, but I will show you. Yeah, let's show all the listeners. No, I meant show you two. <laughs> Mav knows what it looks like. I showed Mav. All right, let's move on. <laughs> he still didn't answer that big oh, question. God. To be fair, the Cavs shot horribly today. Um, why is your brightness always saves battery? Absolute lowest. It's literally a brown jacket. That's one of the ugliest jackets it's, I've ever it, seen in my life. It's a brown life. jacket. I don't know what else. I was it has the Browns logo on it. I know. Here, I'll ha- show you a picture of it help. on him. It, he says, I'm going to rock it. So thank you, Brandon. Brandon, Much stop appreciated. lying. I, I don't appreciate that you're a liar. Um, the C's shot horribly today, which you can expect them not to do regularly. They shot 40% from the floor and like a little over 25% from three. So I just love that this happened on the night that they were retiring Paul Pierce's jersey because I despise Paul Pierce. Oh, I think I he's like one Paul of the most I think he's one of the most annoying people in the world. Like outside of basketball, I think he's one of the most like annoying people in the world. And on the basketball court, I think he's one of the most overrated people to ever play. Uh, anything else to the trade deadline? That that was a fun day. Good yeah. lord, that was that was fun. <laughs> I've never seen the team do so much. Any other notable? Tra- I think um, we got Dougie McBuckets. Okay, oh, oh nobody God. cares. Kimba stays. He's, got, he's already starting, and he's already averaging more points than he did at his previous team. He's going to be a good player for us. So we listened about your irrelevant <laughs> players. So we're going to talk about other irrelevant. We're players. a contender. <laughs> You're in what last place? Well, it's a difference. <laughs> Wouldn't you want to finish last place to get Marvin Bagley? And that's the point. We can still win, and we're still like far enough that we're going to get it. All right, well, let's move on. We're not making any progress. Kemba is a hornet. Yeah, Kemba. There was a lot of trade rumors saying that Kemba was going to go to the Cavs. Uh, also, that DeAndre Jordan was going to go to the Cavs, but uh, ended up training for George Hill, Jordan Clarkson, Larry Nance. Um, DeAndre Jordan does not want to be in. <laughs> in uh, LA anymore. I, I feel think. like to get either of those guys, we would have had to give up Kevin Love or the Brooklyn pick. And I think without giving those two assets up, we did a very, very good job at the trade deadline. How does everyone feel about Blake Griffin in, in Detroit? Apparently it's working. It's working. too early to say. They've won, what, six in a row now? Since Blake got there? Well, they did lose to the Clippers. They did, did they? lose? Okay, so they won five in a row and then lost, yeah. Still, that's a great improvement. Yeah, it, it, a whole lot changes when you play for a team that wants you. <laughs> How you feeling over there, man? Pretty good. <laughs> oh man, there's, there's I, I forgot the NBA has been fun for the past couple years. Yeah, it has. Joel Embiid has improved my life quality by a lot. <laughs> I agree to that. Also, I need to I need to ask y'all something after the pod. Because I'm right. not sure this is pot appropriate. I'm going to put that in the rundown. So Go for it. I don't forget. It's yeah. in the minutes. It's All right. All right. Let's move on. Let's move on to Twitter questions. Put it in got, the minutes, Lauren. We are running be. behind on time. Hey, Maddie. <laughs> uh, which, uh, from Brighton McConnell at Brighton Up 50, which of the 80s songs that the band plays is most overrated? I have a very strong opinion about this, and it is very unpopular. I legitimately do not like Don't Stop Believing. As a song or as an arrangement? As a song. I think the arrangement's fine. I like, like the arrangement. I'm not going to turn it off if it comes on, but I will never, ever choose to play that song. I don't. I think it's the most overrated Blue Blood song. I don't seek out. I don't seek out Journey in general. Journey has some good stuff. Come uh, on, uh, yo. But I don't like when it 
journey happens to me. Like I don't, I don't make journey happen. Journey has some good stuff. It's not about the. It's not about. But I would not choose. Don't stop believing. It's not. A, it's not about the end result. It's about the journey. I'd agree with it, but I would be less like aversive to it. I just don't like the arrangement. That oh, like. I just don't like the song. <laughs> I think um, it's so overplayed. We get the baritones get like the part that everybody knows, like the bass line. Mm-hmm. So I'm cool with it. I hold on. Oh, that's a 70s song. I guess I can't do that. What? No, I think that like, I think we can expand it to anything pre mid nineties. I was going to say, I don't, I hate my part in carry on my wayward son. It's carry on wayward son. Not there's no my in the title. I hate that. Whatever. Carry on. I'm triggered. You're the worst person right now. I just want you to know. And you have this stupid grin on your face. (laughs) You're like, yeah, I caught it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Like you've been holding on to it forever. Um, that song is a bop. I gotta look through. It like, slaps. The song is 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 good. I just don't like the like. I don't, I don't like my part in the arrangement. The actual song's a little long for my taste. I don't love the arrangement. That intro is like seven minutes long. That's what I don't love about the arrangement. We don't play is that it doesn't start with the chorus like the real song. Oh yeah, no, that would be cool. That's my only real beef with the arrangement. I don't. We mm. played it in high school, and it was like a three-minute-long song, and for. One of four songs at halftime, that's super long. But I don't think anybody f- that usually arranges our songs arranges this, so I think I can openly say this. I think that the arrangement for um, Let's Groove oh, that one's is disappointing. just not good. That made me really sad. Like, just not good. Is that an 80s song? It's EWF, so it's 70s, 80s. I did not like it, the that. Disappoints me. I think I it's really, really that song. Like there are so many out cool of their famous songs. That's like near the bottom for me. That's my favorite EWF song. It's a great song. I, it's just not a good arrangement. And I feel like there's so there's so many. I cool really like Shining Star. The song. The arrangement. Just, wow, Stu Gotts, how I you doing? Literally, over there? I didn't even pause that time. I was in the middle of talking, and you just decided to go on. I was also kind of mute yourself. No, no you mute yourself. That was, that was a big old interjection right there. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, you're muted. Okay, so what I was saying was that Let's Groove has like so many cool things that you could do with the arrangement that it's like I don't understand how an arrangement could be that vanilla. And I'd I, rather your well, microphone be on than you sit there and do that. Turn your microphone hey, back on. I think it, Fuchs made a good point about that. It's, there's a difference between having like uh, a mainstream yeah arrangement versus having someone who knows our strengths as an ensemble yeah my bigger beef arrange it with that is that in shining star in the original song at the end of the intro there's the ba-da-ba played by the high horns and the lows play the ba on one and in our arrangement of shining star i've made it very clear to Miss Golden and Mr. Fuchs. So if y'all are listening. Is that what y'all were talking about after practice that one time? Yes. <laughs> wow. Both one week I talked to Miss Golden about it, the next week I talked to Mr. <laughs> Fuchs. And I said, like, it makes us sound super white when we play it all on beat one. That's fair. It kills the funk. Also, yes, it was it's an eighties song. It came out in eighty one. This is not any way related to the question, but I think this of like the actual songs, not the arrangements that we play. Have y'all heard the actual version of Bring It? Like the we, actual we li- song? Before we you literally were here, just, we just listened, listened to, to it. it. I love that song. I love it. I I lo- it. It's so bad that I love it. No. So much. It's, it's lit, like the worst song it in is, our flip folder. It is poor man's Linkin Park, and I love every second of it. It's so, oh, Cobra Starship in their entire, their entire discography is amazing. I love Bring It Snakes on the Plane. I want that would be my walkout song if I played. If I'd I play listen to Nickelback before I listen to that. <laughs> oh my god. I love it so much. I just had to get that off my chest. I'd probably walk out to a panic at the disco song. Or I can something. see the venom in their eyes. <laughs> hey, someone should ask the that. That'd be fun. Our walk up songs. Oh my goodness. Uh but we gotta We gotta move. We gotta uh, We gotta keep it moving. Pick up the pace. Uh from Anna Beat State, we did. At Life is Annabelle. Uh, asked if you could change one thing about Carolina sports culture, what would it be? Student seating. Yeah. Student seating. Student seating. I feel, well, I feel like 
That's student reason. seating and how the students act at the games go hand in hand. Um, well, I think those because are correlated. That, that's yeah, what that, I mean. Oh, like, but I mean, like, the fact stu- that they're, the, they're split up yeah. is, like, the reason why we can... Like, the fact that we can't chew chance with the other side of the Dean Dome is kind of hard. But also, like, at women's game, the students do not get into it. Yeah, that's also something I would change is that we it's view. Like, But I feel like that's a problem in a lot of places that other well, than, like, their big Well, I think that's part of the... The culture, yeah. Culture. But other than big ticket, like, football, basketball, like, outside of that. sports. Yeah, it's hard to, like, I feel like the support wanes heavily. And it's like, we've had some times where, like, there's been a great crowd at, like, volleyball, women's basketball, gymnastics, like, all that stuff. But, like, if we could get, like, consistently good crowds, like, I feel like that would. The volleyball crowd at um, Late Night with Roy was great. That was fantastic. That was really fun. Um, yeah, I think that would be it. If we could, my idea is to put pretty much flip the Dean Dome and put like the risers and all that right beside the band instead of on the other side near our bench. Yeah. I think that would fix everything. Also, I think part of the issue is the Rams club not being willing, not willing to give up their seats. I know that in the past five years, Fever and CAA have tried to buy some of the seats from Rams Club members, and the Rams Club is not willing to, or the members, I can't speak for the whole Rams Club, but the members were not willing to sell their seats. I just don't get what's the difference between that baseline and the other baseline. Like that, I think if you just switch that, the entire atmosphere changes. changes. It changes. And that would have us close, have the majority of the students closer to the visitor's bench. Yeah. So they can be loud and raucous. And that's the side the visitors play to in the second half. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Next question. Um, from Simply Sam at Samuel Kitchens. Shout out to Sam Kitchens. I went to high school with him. Fantastic. <laughs> Thanks for listening. I really appreciate it. Uh, what's your favorite sport in the Winter Olympics? Skeleton or short track speed skating. I love both of those. I want to learn how to do skeleton one day, but there are only 16 tracks in the world. So I know it's never going to happen. And short track speed skating is awesome. Oh, God. Yesterday. <laughs> Don't die, please. Yesterday uh, in the relay, which is the one where they, like, push the people, which I think is interesting, the South Korean team, uh, they messed up a push, and the girl fell in, like, lap three of 40. And they were, like, three quarters of a lap behind when she got up, and they got back little by little and ended up breaking the Olympic record. Wow. Which was extremely impressive. Uh, Paul has turned me on to the biathlon. And it's biathlon's really, cool. It's long, though. It is long, but it's also kind of funny just to watch them, like, skiing, 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 get off the track, and go over to this <laughs> little thing, shoot for a little while. <laughs> yeah. One that I very strongly hate is ice dancing. It is figure skating without the good part of figure skating. I think uh, what's the the ski the j- ski jump? Oh, that one's really cool. I think it's really cool because I went to a, a a spot in um I think it was Austria where they uh, did the um the last time they did the Olympic the Olympics in Austria. I went to the Olympic Village and I went to the spot where they did the ski jump. It's, it's terrifyingly oh, high. It's, oh, it's ridiculous. We were seeing people. We were watching people do the ski jump while we were there. Wait, are you talking about like super G or the one where it's down the super steep slope and then you do the one jump for distance? You go for distance. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. like you're trying to go as far as possible. That it's terrifying. And then I also like speed the ski the speed skating. Which is cool. Curling. I knew you. Someone was going to say it. I looked it up, and the the research triangle has a curling club. We can take. A one-hour curling class for twenty-five dollars, and then we're qualified to play in their pickup matches. There's no. pickup curling. <laughs> yes, pickup curling. Like, hey, who's got next? <laughs> <laughs> Curling's so fun. That, Can we do like, a he got game with scrub? They got to scrub the ice and make sure that it doesn't stop. Did y'all hear that? Can we do a he got game with with curling? <laughs> Like can we get Jesus Wesley- Shufflesworth? <laughs> yes. Can we, there with the- like can we get Wesley Snipes and Woody Harrelson like around here and we could do a who's the Ray Allen of Curly? <laughs> All right, last question. Uh, just really quickly, um, Garrett at Gertling, uh, Josh, just this first part. Uh, Josh McDaniels bailing on the Colts. 
quick thoughts. Real quick thoughts. I think that was really like dumb of him and very like that's basically career suicide at that point. If he like goes anywhere other than the Patriots, like if he leaves the Patriots at some point, like I I highly doubt he's gonna find like a head coaching job anywhere because in, of that. In a word, snaky. Yes, snaky. Very KD esque. Very Bill Belichicky. No, <laughs> yeah. Robert Kraft, you silver tongue devil, you. <laughs> Mostly because he hired all the assistant coaches like for that job already, and then he said, "Nah, sorry, I'm good." Like there, some of those coaches had already gotten to Indianapolis. Yep. Yeah. That's that's not good. That's not cool. Piece of trash. All right. Uh, there was no trivia. No trivia because Duke game. Anything else you want to talk about? I have one thing. Go for it. Uh, Tisha, thank you for the question. I love you. We might be coming to San Diego for the tournament. If we are, we will totally do a radio show with Let's you. Let's do it. Except I won't, probably will not be chosen to go. Also, everybody, listen to KCR Tish Talk. Look up KCR Tish Talk on YouTube. She just um, put out an episode about Star Wars, and it's pretty great. So, Ooh, I'm a you can yes. call me in when you do a sh- if we do a show with her. <laughs> yes. All right. Anything else? We need to eat dinner. Going once. Going twice. <gasps> if you want to find us, you can find us at tinyurl.com slash nevermadevarsity. Leave us a five-star rating on iTunes. Anything you like or didn't like, be sure to let us know via our Twitter at nevermadepod. Thank you. Thank Jake. Oh, you go so close. Oh, you're so, so close. close. Thanks, Jake, for the music. Bye. Salutations.